Welcome to the Queen Divas Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the Queen Divas podcast with my beautiful co-host, Stephanie Ayala McHugh, where we discuss all things health, fitness, and wellness. And today, we're just literally catching up after having had a few weeks of just not being able to to get online and coordinate times that fit for this uh, this recording. So I've missed your face. Oh my, I miss yours. Last time I saw you, we were actually, you know, getting together for lunch and doing like treasure hunt thing that we were like searching for gold and just to recap you guys like the Orlando show after the show we actually ended up having a little catch-up uh, with George and Christos and Ali myself and Carrie and we went on a treasure hunt um it's like an escape room never done one before <laughs> how good are they no but you guys were incredible and how hooked are you now now I, you know I, I, that we will do one every single location we're at with you guys because there's so much fun and it was like you use your brain you actually have to like use clues and work, work as a team yeah, yeah. Exactly. it was a nice little bond I guess like for us to have a we catch up well because we worked well with you two so you guys were really good to work with and so we were able to get out so much faster like we've been in situations with different people because we play these every single country we go to and every single experience we we <laughs> play at least one room sometimes three different locations and um We've played them with a lot of different people and we have been stuck in some because you just get people sometimes that have got no clue about problem solving skills and also don't coordinate well as a team. So they'll, they'll yeah. go isolated individual things. And I can see that. If not, yeah. If you're not filtering that communication back, you, you're not getting out of shit, mate. Oh man. We were, we were smashing that room. Oh, we were. If anyone hasn't done an escape room, cause I was a newbie. I had never done one. It was very, very interesting. There was like lots of options. I thought that was a pretty cool, neat thing. We went on a yeah. Was it what like a treasure mine hunt? Yeah, we did like the mine, the gold, the gold one. The tr- yeah, we had to find the gold because the guy had died, so we were getting out. <laughs> it was cool. All the locals try to stole it, steal it from us. So that was a cool one. But I tell you what, still the best one to this day that I have ever done. But I'm a horror freak, right? So I love everything scary. As shit. You. I know, I do. I love it. So we did this one, Annabelle, in Singapore. Oh, God, I just cringe. Let me, just paint cringe. This for you. Let me paint this picture for you. There's a baby singing a little lullaby, like, but like a real baby, like I'm talking like, maybe like two or three, the whole way through. But every now and then it cries. And oh, Alex, like, I would just, oh, no. Really I don't, okay. dark room. And Annabelle, this big doll, is on this chair inside behind this glass case right in front of you, right? You get through certain part of the room and all of a sudden the whole room goes dark. The, the song she's singing, the lullaby, becomes like demonic sounding. And then the lights come back on and Annabelle's gone. It's freaking scary. Okay. And then, from Ali. Yes, I am scary. I, I hate. <laughs> I hate scenarios like that. And you will not pay me to watch a horror movie you know (laughs) Annabelle disappears this little chute opens up and there's all cobwebs and you're you're climbing underneath where she was 
And it's, it's in like, so if you're claustrophobic, you are absolutely screwed. It's literally maybe like, you know, a fire hole or a, like a drain pipe on the street type big. Escape room. That, oh, yeah. yeah. Then you go into this other room and in the other room, there's all like these doll's heads that have been ripped off in places. Like, what are you even looking for? Are you looking for Annabelle? You're like, like trying to find your way out and you are looking for Annabelle. You gotta try to find okay. Annabelle. You can't sign me up and you cannot pay me money to do that. <laughs> no, no amount. <laughs> what made it really eerie was just that it was the lullaby and then like sounded like demonic stuff coming through it. Like it was really. It is, Ali, what are you talking about? It sounds, it is. Yeah, it was. It was really, it was really spooky. That was our, probably our most scary. And then we did another really cool vampire one. I think we did that one in Japan. That was sensational too. Well, you're into a lot. Well, actually knowing Chris, those two, you guys are into like sci-fi and having kind of more of that style of realm. I'm like completely opposite. I'm like, give me the real deal. If it's a real story, it's true story. It came from, you know, obviously based. I think for me, it's more of that. And I don't know. I just don't do well at all. So anyone that wants to ever give me a gift, never give me any checkie or, you know, what's that guy that was always a... um, I don't even know Freddy Krueger. I don't know. Oh my god! You know, like, just do not. <laughs> or I guess favorite as a kid. Gave you guys my kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, guys, I was last that I saw Ali at that escape room, and since then we've just been dived into work. I mean, ketchup game. I feel like actual ketchup. Like I, I swear that might be freaking cheesy as hell to y'all, but I literally cannot catch up. No, it's like that. And like we came back, like I'm just very catch up weekend. We had the Gold Coast show, you know, they were only like a week and a half or week, two weeks apart. And so it was hectic, busy leading into that. We had such a big show. Yes. It was that was such a good turnout. It guys. was incredible. It was a very, very good show, but it was just really high quality show, like um, just really great physique. Awesome. So it was, it was really a really good start to the year, you know, and it really sort of set the scene for what the Aussie year is going to look like, um, which is exciting. And, you know, look, we came away with some incredible results. We've, we had four new pros here in Australia, which like, if I'm really honest, right, winning a pro card in Australia is like winning a crown overseas. It's like that hard to do. There is like, you, you've got sometimes 50 people on stage with you, 50 and yeah. anyone that's listening to this from overseas knows exactly what the Aussie lineups look like. They're rough. They're hard. They're mm-hmm. like, the, it's intense competition. It, you don't look at the lineup and go, oh, yeah, she still looks 20 weeks out. There is none of that at all. It is like everyone is dicing. Dice. But not so often like, there. I do, like, I do agree. It's not, it's no nonsense, right? So if you can get a pro card here, then you know, and like as a coach, if you walk away with multiple pro cards here, it's like walking away with multiple crowns. It's pretty cool. But Ali, just on that, on that note, it goes to show that the caliber that comes out of Australia, if you do go pro, they're gonna do really well here in the States, like yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Any pro show, yeah. any world championships, like yeah. it's just it's pretty, it's pretty proven, like just from yeah. you know history that if you are an Australian pro you guys are some pretty amazing bad asses like you guys are people always joke there's something in the water I think it's just like we're a country that's known for um you know being sports based 
Oh yeah. Like your entire life is built on it, right? So everything is very health and wellness oriented. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I'm not talking like you you guys have got an amazing sporting presence from a professional sporting. Um, But we also have an epidemic of, you know, honestly, you don't seem to have as many kids playing all the sports, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um, And all my years over there, I think that's probably the one thing that I've noticed the gap between because for me, America, it feels like home because I feel a lot of the similarities between our two com- countries quite a bit. Um, and, you know, it's very easy for me to assimilate there. But then the difference for me when I go, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, right, I'm reminded by that, is that we're just, we just grow up out in the sun, out in the park, out playing sport, like all the time. Like it's super active. You're, super, you're literally super active inside the womb. Yeah. It's really just relative to what state you're out of here in, you know, yeah. the state. Yeah. Like I guess it's actually, so massive and California, like me being raised in California and being born there. Like I was out and about always out time. in the sun, Texas yeah. still. I live in Texas. I've lived here for so long now. I'm out and about, although it's scorching hot, but there's just so <laughs> yes. many different times of the day that you can still make it doable Do in Manitoba. Yeah. yeah at, like in the heat out where as well, it's just like windy, you know, cold here. So yeah. no, it's more about like Northern region definitely is just so much harder for them to get out in the sun. They don't really get the sun. It's like thinking of the North pole. And I know it sounds drastic, but it's very much so like that mm-hmm. Canada, you know, all the Northern States yeah. are mountains and ranges. So of like When I'm yeah. dealing with clients in that space and they're like, Oh, Ali. And like, I'm not joking for some of them. They can literally get and go outdoors to do steps maybe four weeks of the whole year. Oh, oh it's insane. Like, wow, like, I can't even, nah. I think I'd lose my mind. Like, they, they can't leave their house. They have to shovel themselves out of the snow. That's like, exactly what one of my clients does. She's like, like, I had a shovel. Yeah, <laughs> snowshoes. And she's like, I'm going to pick up my, my mail. I'm like, what are you doing it's a lifestyle that i mean i guess we're just not aware like again it's not really speaking of in the south as much we're even thinking like you guys are crazy like that's well you guys know in texas we got that snowstorm and we had no plowers like we had to get people from the northern states to even get flowers down to us because we're not used to that and we're not you know technically prepared for it um but with that being said you know getting out and about i think is what you guys are more known as a country correct i think so you know, I think that's sort of, yeah, I think that's the biggest difference that I see. And so I think there's just a natural progression, right? And then the capacity, or maybe it's our lifestyle. I don't know, but you just have this ability to come in like an absolute beast. I don't know. It's well, hey, the pros out there, are, again, kudos to all the amazing, you know, competitors that just competed. Cause if you did step on that stage, it is tough. It is hard. Yes. You are listening to Ali here how this is, you know, obviously a lot tougher to go up against maybe someone that's already been on stage a few times before. I saw that a few girls, that wasn't their first go around. It was actually mommy no. like second or third attempt Correct. at a WF show Correct. there in so Australia. If I could actually touch on that for a moment, I think this is really important. And I have this conversation with all my team always. And we are known for doing this, for actually really critically thinking around the judges feedback because in Australia unlike other shows if you're in the top five you actually get some feedback which is kind of nice because then you actually have scope from the judging panel and in particular from the head judge Pauline where you know that's the actual that's the actual feedback you want is hers um we get the indicators okay we know we've got to tick these boxes next time and a prime example of that was you know in the open fitness tailor and also in the 35 plus fit um sorry 35 plus bikini with asia this time round 
they were both on stage a year ago and we took their feedback and we nailed it. I'm talking like full nailed it. Now these two girls sat outside the top three, but in the top five of their shows last time. And they both went from like, you know, fourth and fifth place to first place pro card second time. And it's yeah, only because taking the they feedback didn't give up. Exactly. They yeah. didn't give up. They reversed out. They, they applied, you know, complete focus and dedication in their um, reverse recovery and off season. We had a very clear vision of where we were going and what feedback, you know, we were like listening to and how we were directing the off season prep according to that. And we absolutely nailed the improvements that were required to come back and take it. Now, if you are not as dedicated as that, you might be coming back two, three more times, or I should preface that to say, maybe your development is a little longer. So, you know, you might actually need a substantial extra little bit of mass there, which means it might not take you one year. It might take you two or three to build, right? So you might come back once, you might come back two more times. So my point is, Always, always, always continue and always look at the placing as a way to see where you sit for right now with your physique for right that now. Yeah. And then take take the opportunity. If you're not in the top five, you don't have judges' feedback, don't stress. You can still get the feedback from you know your coach and Pictures. you can get feedback yourself from your yeah. people, right? Like get your Absolutely. people looking at comparisons, but don't give up, go away, work on the objectives that you know have been set for improving where you sit in that comparison lineup and then come back and give it another go right like I think it's super important and when you're in Australia you cannot have the attitude of I'm getting on stage I'm gonna win because that is nothing should like I don't think any competitor needs to go with that mentality because the moment moment you think like I should win honestly right there off like out the gate you're already going to be so sour when you don't win number one right you're just going to be so disappointed and be and think that you got robbed I got robbed. I, yeah, I got my, you know, my pro card stolen. I got first place stolen. Like, you know, that that's no such thing because you already came in thinking you won. Like you are a winner in your own world, not in the judge's <laughs> eyes yet. Okay. Like the judges are subjective and yeah. it's really important to remember that you aren't just the value of what the judges, the judges exactly. actually place you. So you're putting that value in that. And then now you're labeling yourself as it. And even if you are a badass and you think like I should be, you know, first place it's so much more to it we've talked about this on multiple episodes about there's a lot of elements to the WBFF right like there's more more than just the physique there's more than just your posing there is some marketability there is some fashion you know obviously involved but take the notes and coming back because there sometimes is a very big gap from that first place to third place I actually do want to say this though like I've seen a couple of girls um and anyone listening to this actually you all know that I judge international shows and you know that I judge worlds so if you ever actually like I don't judge Australia but I'm always open to give you my feedback on what I think so if you want to send me a direct message our eyes are a little different right I guess when we've been on the panel it's like send me and I'll answer Yep. I'll give it to you. And, and remember, I'm not giving you the feedback as someone judging that show. I'm giving you the feedback of what I'm observing and the way that I think that, you know, you could make improvements. Right. So always question me if you want to ask something, but one thing I will touch on, which we haven't probably gone into much detail. I will direct you all back to some of those previous episodes because there are some really great ones where we do dive into this a fair bit. And I would suggest that you listen to them. But what I will say is this, and what I've noticed is this, which really concerns me a little bit. There were several girls that I've noticed 
coming back to stage. So this this show, I think a couple of them might have been on stage for the third, sometimes the fifth time. And these are beautiful girls, okay? I've watched their evolution over the last however many shows have been on stage. And there were a couple of them that I did not even recognize because they have bastardized their face so much, <laughs> so much shit, Sorry, I don't mean to. so much stuff <laughs> that I'm like, like so one of them I actually thought was stepping into 35 plus, right? And I just found out she's 20 freaking four. And I'm, I'm looking at her going, oh, wow, you have literally aged yourself by over a decade by just putting too much shit in your face. And I feel like I need to say this because I feel a, it's a requirement. Like, I feel like a, that, that it's my, yes, that it's right. my responsibility yeah. to look after the young ones coming through as a role model and say, as someone that has very, very minimal shit and didn't touch her face until only a few years ago, um, don't fucking do it. You don't need to. No, Secondly, there well, is a well can I disclose that really quickly because some people do need it like I'm oh, sorry yeah, well, yes yes you, but, I, I but can't be these are, these oh no one needs it because yes, these it are, does these, help and needs some girls these are ones that are just quintessentially beautiful to begin with Steph like yes, and if I showed you the before photo you'd be like what did they do you know what I mean like and if you have that beauty don't think that you need to go and put massive amounts of shit in your cheeks mm. or your chin or somewhere you don't um, need those big lips. You actually <laughs> need that. Um, and I know it detracts from your overall look and beauty. So when we are talking, and the reason I'm raising this, because we've just talked about how important that marketability is. I'm going to, I'm going to touch on this. Beauty is a massive factor, massive factor. When we're judging overseas, it is a massive Part of the acronym. Yeah, and you could literally be standing there with an Australian level physique, which is off the charts ridiculous, next to someone who's far softer and the softer girl is going to beat you hands down every single time if she looks more naturally beautiful. And what I mean by that is not geared, over geared, and also not over pumped full of shit into her face. And they and that's a thing. Like it is a definite thing that gets assessed. So I just really want to um, say that unless you are someone that physically, yes, needs it because there's fat pad loss and a whole bunch of other things that would absolutely warrant it. Um, and maybe don't do those things till you get close and you can see whether or not you Oh, that's exactly what I was going to mention um, next. Don't, you don't need it. Don't do it. Unless like, you actually lose some body fat yeah, levels. Or go, maybe go very minimal, you know, right. very minimal effective dose on what you're putting into yourself because... Um, Jesus Christ, it makes a difference. Like, I'm not joking. There were two or three girls where I legitimately thought they were like 35 and they were early. Face structure change, right? But then it just turns into this plastic look. And I think that's like what we're kind of even referring to. It's like, that's not needed. It's really not. No, it's not. Going back into- These girls are beautiful. The Federation really stands for. It's beauty in all aspects, all forms. So if you want to look exactly like someone else, you're kind of taking that natural beauty away from yourself, right? So it's trying to find and just make sure that you- Yeah, it's your look. It's your- that look. Don't get rid of the chin. I'm like, oh, but I don't want this. Well, it's your chin, man. Like, it's obviously, you know, what the way your God yeah. created you. It's the way your structure is. And it's a more, yes, enhancing. I get it. I totally agree. I, especially myself, when I end up losing quite a bit in my face over the years, I used to never, I used to never even have anything going into my face, yeah. um, but I never needed it. I actually didn't need it. I yeah, really I body fat levels and that again, were sufficient to kind of keep my face fuller. But after a few, you know, dieting down and increasing back into reverses and actually increasing more lines and depth into these lines, 
um, yeah, they started getting a lot more aggressive on my forehead. They started getting to where, yeah, but that's and, like a little bit of Botox, babe. That's different. Yeah. Like I'm talking, these, it's it's massive structural changes. Oh, you're and talking I'm about like, like face reconstruction and stuff. Like, I mean, I'm just referring to like <laughs> Botox filler and lips and Botox stuff everywhere. And anyway, uh, it was the biggest thing that I noticed on this stage in particular, That's more so than any of the others that I've seen. Um, and Girl, you don't need to do that. Correct. Mainly because I've so my my two points here is you don't all need to do it. So don't automatically think it's a necessity and that you have to do it. You don't need to look GC. Is my thing here. <laughs> To win anything, you don't. And in fact, when you go overseas, it's probably going to go against you if you look too GC. So don't do it, okay? Um, number two is when you are going to do it, think very minimal natural enhancements only. Don't go over the top because it really doesn't, It's it detracts from you and it really doesn't serve your beauty. It just looks very fake. Um, and that's, that's what I was getting at, right? Like that plastic look, it's just not favorable. And yeah, I think that yeah. to every, everyone's pretty transparent. Like, it, yeah. Look that you want like go for it girl do you honestly not shaming on it at all but you're not Ready? needing to do it like Correct. that's just something Correct. that is not Correct. a requirement and, and if so it's going just to make you older by having it I don't necessarily think that's a great move when you're in a lineup for all these really youthful it is okay you saying youthful that's and I think that's why the women try to do it right yeah, they're like they're trying to and I get the, the you know the women that um have maybe again a little bit more skin or have a little bit more wrinkles that's completely something that that's what it's there for right but yeah. um not necessarily grabbing a young girl and saying let's just yeah. pump a whole bunch yeah. of stuff in your lips and yeah. pump a whole bunch of stuff in your cheeks and you know make you different you know you, it's not yeah. necessary please just know it's not a requirement and and going on to that I think it's just the biggest thing that I've just noticed as a shift and change um just generally as just these bikinis are getting just crazy outrageous with a whole bunch of stuff on them like I'm like guys it's still I know it's a fashion show it is it's still obviously also a physique show for yourself so making sure you're not like just doing nothing but garters and all these crazy things up yeah well as we know we already already know because we know that Allison's actually raises she doesn't love them she doesn't love the garter she doesn't love the thing underneath the butt and she doesn't love the long leg thing so avoid them you know like I I know that I know what it can be like to look at it and be like oh well so-and-so wore it and they're in the top but that doesn't necessarily mean that's always being received well either and it might not be something they want replicated so again this comes down to what we always talk about find your flavor find your personality establish your branding and then roll with that you know you don't need to look like anyone else you can take inspiration from other people but you don't necessarily need to emulate them and you know as we've touched on think Try to just enhance your own natural beauty in whatever you're wearing or doing. Don't detract from it and don't completely change it because it doesn't doesn't translate well is where I'm trying to come from. But that was my biggest thing that I noticed in this one. I was like, oh gosh, you know, God, these girls don't need to be. It's going to be there. I feel like it's just, again, part of them learning anyone that maybe just doesn't you know obviously maybe take it well it's just like we're just trying to give you some advice things that we've been able to see these last couple shows we were just at the pro-am the orlando pro-am um together watching obviously the first season opener ali just watched the first show of the year of australia and we have la pro-am coming up yeah 100 i'm super pumped for this show 
I really wish we were going. We can't because it's the exact same day as George's baptism, but we have an amazing team and I've got an amazing team of my pros going to support the team that are actually competing. And we've got a great lineup of pros competing there. So I'm super pumped. And I'm going to, I'll link them in with you actually, Steph, just so that you guys can, you know, say hi and look after them if any of them need anything, but they should all be pretty good. Got a good connection point there. I'm excited for this show. That's what I was going to say. I'm excited because this is you and I OG a day. Big circle. Yeah. I know that's OG exactly what I was going to bring around. And it's like it's even circle back, for me. It's even back at the Beverly, babe, which was like oh, the same same theater. Okay, y'all. Okay, just blast from the past here. I guess full circle for myself. This was my first pro show I ever did. And not only was it in the same theater, then it came to be that the following year, it was my first crown win alongside with Ali's uh, second title win at the time. And it was just, again, like one of those wow moments. You really didn't think that you were going to, you know, win the pro, you know, the pro show. And that was also our first worlds together because yeah, you can the one after that. One thing. Yeah, together. So that's actually how Ali and I connected so well. So this is actually really our backstory of how Ali and I really became besties because we were backstage. We were technically you know, sharing. sharing small, well, actually, I think break. I was pretty much stealing your. Um, she had never had Reese's Pieces. Reese's Reese's. Like, okay, this is my first time. Out. I'm like, you've never had Reese's nah, Pieces. Never had. <laughs> No, what are those? And I was like, what, what's that? Give me that. <laughs> and so I, I remember just looking at this Aussie and like your cute damn thing and your little <laughs> peacock feathers because you were in peacock feathers peacock at the time. Feathers. Oh. And I just remembered feeding her chocolates. Yes, she did. Was, <laughs> so that's how I chocolate pimp. That was our first crown win together. And I remember her staring at myself in lineups when I was talking to Christina Silva. This is actually an older, um, but you know, I called her. I love Christina. We were speaking Spanish and Ali's like, y'all are just so hot. Just speaking Espanol. (laughs) Just keep talking. (laughs) It was hilarious. I remember then just thinking, yeah, I like this Aussie. Like I gave you chocolates. You're part of me now. You're part of our crew. We and Christina were like, just, yeah. And and you know, the LA show used to literally be the mini worlds. And it was the Mm -hmm. show on the whole calendar turnout prior to worlds it was like it was amazing so it was our absolute favorite show of every year to go to and then outside of worlds and after that it was obviously ac because that's just a vibe it's in a crap location but it's a vibe of a it show. Is such a vibe it's, it's shitty, a shitty shitty city okay y'all. Shitty, I shitty, my word great it's a shitty city but it's yeah. the most amazing show great too show. <laughs> so la for me is super fun and oh my god i don't know if i ever told you the story about the last time we did the la show which was i think the very last one before covid where we got um, escorted out of the ghetto by the cops because four cars turned up because we were in so totally the wrong place and obviously had no Long Beach. And there was like guys with Glocks down the street. Oh my God. That was actually the the drag, wasn't it the drag race in Long Beach because they did move the venue location that time. Uh, But, you know, I just got a blast from the past memory of Facebook telling us our first crown win together. I'm gonna have to share it with you. It was the most oh cute God. thing of like, the way we made like this whole compilation of again, like that show. And I was like, wow, that's again, full circle to where we're going back now. I know. And I, oh, it's gonna hurt me not having you there. Cause I know. I know. It's, I'm it's, devastated. Uh, and if it wasn't for, um, 
if it wasn't for it being such a big day for George, then, you know, we definitely would have been there for sure. I said that to Paul and Alison. I was like, man, if it wasn't a baptism, we would be there for sure. Uh, and on that note, he's like, obviously stepping completely into himself, this little fella. We've got more teeth coming through. We've got baptism in a few weeks. And then we've got his first birthday, which is a Pokemon baby oh Pokemon, God. pre-evolved Pokemon his birthday party. Okay, listeners, if we can just kind of give a little little moment, you guys have listened to her give birth to George, recover from it, and now can you believe it? We're planning the first birthday already. Like, where the hell has time gone? Right? Like, it blows my mind. So, so we've we've been super busy. We've had all of that stuff going on, and he has literally been crawling and now trying to stand to walk. So he's into everything, babe. Like I'm talking. Not that I'm drinking and haven't been for a long while now, except for those few times socially since after AC, we haven't been drinking. And so we've got a whole cupboard full of stuff and he keeps getting into it and trying to pull all these wine bottles out. And I'm said to Christos, man, we either need to like take him out and stick him in storage or we need to find some way to look this up. Well, this kid is going to be a raging alcoholic by the time he's two. You know, oh if you God. take after mom, take after dad. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. So no, funny. No, it's definitely important. So baptism, totally understandable. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we'll miss you guys. But being a very busy show leading into worlds, like you had said, it was a mini worlds prior. And I feel like now since there has been a couple shows leading into worlds meaning like there's the orlando and then covid happened and bahamas kind of took place um as an international show and now they just sort of brought it back to los angeles so i'm so excited of, oh yeah it's more of like i feel like this lead up to worlds being that is, hype because yeah, worlds this is. year i really feel it's going to be a big hurrah and i think that oh, because God, you know so I, like, it is it is and like my biggest my biggest you know i guess uh I don't know. I, it was for me, I think emotions to catch up because when I announced that I wasn't doing worlds, like I think a lot of emotions didn't really get to simmer, if that makes sense. Like I yeah. had announced it on Orlando weekend. I really just didn't have time to kind of really process the team. Yeah. I was process like just worried about the show and really yeah. worried about making sure travel and back home, catching up with work. And honestly, mm-hmm. it didn't probably hit me until like two weeks after that. I was like, shit. I'm not I'm competing. competing. I'm actually not competing. You know, because I knew I knew I had already, you know, obviously announced. That's how I felt. What's just not really get on stage in 2021 after 2020 and being cancelled, and I couldn't do my fourth title and defending. <sighs> that was like it was just such mm-hmm. a crushing moment. It's I remember being so weird. Though, it's weird. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I feel weird. It and it was like, like, and that's how I felt. It was like, this sucks. I'm sitting here watching this and I should be on that stage. Oh, okay. On the note of that though, I am kind of excited. The, the, the thing I keep kind of changing my perspective. I'm like, you know, I've never watched the worlds. No, no it's so much fun. It's actually so I've much fun. I've never fully watched the production and let me tell you the production of a world is the next level yeah, it is. if you it think is. you've it's been in a part of a show it's not a show until you've done a world yes, so it's something that I again I, I can't put into worlds because I, I mean I've never watched one I've only ever been part of it right on stage so for me it's like oh crap I'm actually going to be able to watch so that's world. how I felt that's how I felt when I did the um, pay-per-view. I did the pay-per-view hosting of the 10th anniversary 
Um, and remember you back down there. Remember you at the red carpet. Yeah, I was the red carpet for all of you ladies because that was after my back break. So I couldn't yep. compete that year. And it was my first world I'd missed since I'd gone pro. And it was just, it was so good to do, to just sit in the audience and watch. I learned so much and I had so much insight and I got to, um, I got to take away so many points that I applied to what I did in my off season then leading into my next stage and how I approached that prep um, really did level up and it was invaluable to me. So, you know, it's definitely great to do. Yeah. I think this is something for any listeners that are maybe curious or what a show looks like if you're going to pick a show go to the world and watch it yeah go to the world fly into vegas make it a weekend trip and actually go watch the show and hey i'll be in the crowd with you too so it's more about more about trying to get that like ali said experience of knowing what to expect what the criteria really is what the production looks like yeah really do get to game plan and maybe start you know picking the category that you think is suited best for you if you don't know there's coaches like Allie and I you can always reach out to at any point and just make sure that you have you know of course some some guidance or even at least some type of insight as for you know us that have been in it for a long time we've watched the growth of each category as well as just transitions there are some you know different things I feel like from year to year they do change right and it's just because it's like a fashion industry. It's it's right? So same Absolutely. fashion trends change. So therefore do sometimes well, requirements yeah. and flow and energy and vibe and, you know, format yeah. for the stage. Um, on that note, am I correct in saying that we now have a 45 plus division? Ah, it is true, guys. Okay, so it's wow. getting rolled out in LA. So it is a new category that they're now rolling out wow. going forward. And it's an empowering, as you know, Ali, some of our, some of our women, they just kind of feel like, oh, I just can't go up against, you know, the girls that are, you know, younger, or I just don't think it's fair. And it just, it's got bigger and more and more. And I, I found it to be incredible because I do think that they have, you know, of course their place. Everyone so much longevity in the sport like if you exactly. want to you can literally join keep when you're in your 20s and keep competing till you're in your freaking 40s and do uh, 20 years make it a life. Life. Yes. so it's great longevity so i kind of look at it and go that's fantastic i think that's awesome yes. it's going to be a great i think opportunity too for those women that were kind of being held back like i was saying you know yeah. thinking oh but i'm not I'll like never, yeah I'll i'm not like 35 or i'm not like 40s yeah. you know they're actually 40 and i'm you know 45 or 50 you know and i think that that's also another reason that it's going to be yeah, a very right. successful category and it's going to be a new world champion obviously at worlds yeah. that's going to wow. be another yeah it's gonna it's gonna really Very set cool. the tone so goes into kind of I don't know that excitement for any it's never too late never I think that's really too yeah. you know age is a number and I think there's so many testimonies and you know uh, people leading by example that the age really is truly a number if you put that's the effort you put your mind to it and you put you know commitment to yourself right like a little more effort to yourself your health um, you're going to succeed you know obviously in any type of uh, prep but this now gives you a healthy approach it gives you you know an experience of modeling it gives you an experience of just glitz glamour and as yeah. well as beauty and a network that is unmatched you cannot think, find um, these people it's just a really anywhere. lovely way to give you an outcome and maybe a goal to focus on when you're looking at you know improving health and you're looking at improving fitness and strength but I think it's a really great way to prevent a lot of the issues we start to face as we age too like sarcopenia and a whole bunch of things get you know, looked after if you're actually focusing on a sport like this, because what are you doing? A whole bunch of lifting, some heavy ass shit. Like it's, 
I think it's super cool. So when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's actually such a great thing to do. It's crazy. You just even, you know, mentioned, you know, a disease like that because our, our girl that just won 40 plus fitness, she even has that. The reason why she trains and does this is because of that. It's more for you to actually have a purpose. And sometimes that purpose isn't like really there. And this gives us purpose. I know it gave me purpose for quite a while. And now that's why I kind of feel a little lost. It's like, I don't know what's going to happen this year. As far as breaking away from that identity. But it is something that I'm I'm excited for. And I know that it's going to give me a lot more growth, not just physically, but actually not so much of the physical because I have so much recovery stuff and still healing to do. And a lot more, you know, obviously a rehab work I have to focus on, Um, but growth in other aspects, right. You know, for us to be able to focus on other things that we haven't really focused on. So I think that's where my I guess mindset is still hitting hitting the photography you're doing any courses in that you know that's actually been put on the back burner because I was so focused on my coffee and I'm like I feel like a pretty damn good barista nowadays my coffee's coming pretty damn good I just look caffeine comes first always yeah and now I've been able to kind of start picking the camera back up I actually did pick it back up in Orlando and was able to kind of you know just get my you know, experience with light. Oh my gosh, the damn lighting. I cannot stress that enough. I can just, oh my God, give kudos to any person that knows about lighting and photography. That shit is hard. Like it is complicated. Your light changes and now you got to change the lights and your ISO settings. And now you've got to change the, you know, obviously right away. Like, oh my God, this is complicated, but it's true. One of the photographers told me, if you don't pick it up every day, you're gonna keep forgetting and you know what it is so true and that's I think the reason why I've been able to do so much at the you know coffee barista style because I'm doing it every day I'm actually making sure that I get that in because I'm not gonna miss my coffee so now it's like okay making myself you know get more consistent with picking up the camera so that has you know like I said on the back burner but I feel pretty good I took pictures of you I took a couple of George, so I'm trying to make sure it's in my hand at times. It's actually a little bit bag. more hobby style, right? Versus yes. dedicate. Yep, yeah, get you. But you'll probably loop back to it. I have a feeling. Uh, oh yeah, it's coming because now I have the, a little the summer. It's coming in, and I feel like like I'm a big weather gal. I've told you guys that very much. So if it's gloomy out and it's shitty weather, I just don't. I'm not a good like person mood wise when the weather is crap. Like if it's hot out, it's nice sunny. I don't know, my wet, my mood just lightens and I feel much better. And so yeah. because of that, I feel like I've been kind of hibernating in a way. It's been weird here in Texas recently. Like the spring hasn't really been the spring that we're used to. It usually doesn't spring and just goes straight to heat. It has been super rainy, super gloomy oh, wow. and transitioning with like a lot of just humidity, which is not, it's not bad. We need the rain here. We get really dry. So um, it's good for the plants, good for obviously the grass and everything is nice and green. Uh, But now the, you know, weather is starting to lighten up to where I can think I can go outside and, you know, make sure I do get, I think I'm a natural light type of person. I think I've realized that. Like, I don't really like a studio light and like doing the ring light or kind of that type of harshness. I just really like natural settings and just using sun as my actual backlight or clouds as my, you know, backdrop. So I don't know, that's figuring out my niche. So that's my next thing, right? Um, My vibe and finding my style and 
again, I'm not going to be a photographer. This is just for my own yeah, very personal thing. No, totally yes. honesty. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that way about yoga. I'm going to eventually do my yoga course. And it's literally, that's a personal thing. Like it, I'm not going to become a yeah. freaking yogi anytime soon, but I'm going to use it for myself and my own pleasure because I love my yoga. Right. So I do yeah. want to be able to get much better with my, you know, my poses and my overall mobility and I think it's going to benefit me in so many other ways. Um, I can incorporate bits and pieces um, into some of the programming I do, but I'm never going to be like, I'm not going to go be a yoga instructor. Like that's just. I won't see you in Mount Ever or whatever. You won't see me up there doing the little. (laughs) But but it will benefit me, right? I totally feel you. I understand that. But something I have done, um, which I haven't announced and I haven't put much around actually, is I've started more study, <laughs> like that surprises. Uh, really, no brainer. I mean, <laughs> I, that's, hey, aren't we always in somewhat ways studying? Though always. I feel like, Ali, we're always digging ourselves into some type of material Ooh. that yeah. just makes us better coaches, and we're like trying to learn and submerge yeah. ourselves to, you know, be more, you know, just involved, like involved with what's current. Because I think right. that there's so much literature out that's from the past, and just like I feel like it's still built up myths in a way. You know, mm-hmm. it's like what they've believed happens, and I'm like. <laughs> reality is you know this is what's currently happening um what are you studying Allie what are you submerging yourself in right now well probably actually surprise a lot of people listening to this um so I did some minors in psychology in my undergrad and I always loved it but it was more in you know organizational psych and organizational change and cognitive behavioral change with executive teams and it was it was a very nuanced area um and it's definitely been something that has 100 percent supported and enhanced my coaching my coaching style the way that I approach conversation and clients all those things so you can draw upon it right but I'm actually moving into the space of being able to in time do my psychology for athletes and performance so Mm. what I've done though to make it something that I can integrate into my business sort of very quickly within within a 12-month process I'm going to be accredited, recognized, and qualified through the Australian Counseling Association as a fully qualified counselor. And then I'll go on from there to bridge through to the rest of my degree. Yeah. It allows me to practice. And again, I'll throw it out. I'm not going to be putting out a clinic and a shingle and saying I'm, I'm, you know, in any way. Not a practice. This isn't going to be like your practice. practice. I'm going to become a full-time counselor or in time, a full-time psychologist, not at all, but it is going to integrate, you know, look, it's, um, it's, it's a helping based therapy and it's, essentially talk therapy so it's deeply rooted in dialogue and communication you know and it really allows you to be able to better understand and communicate through you know your team your athlete your general population person's issues and in particular some of the things that we really see are people that will advance so far and then they derail and it's linked usually to behavioral patterns you know past and past history it's like trauma from like that we just like an inability to process or cope or work through a situation or a scenario right so there's this hamster in the wheel momentum that they get so for me I knew that was a a gap and a loophole so when I was thinking about what I wanted to study this is definitely something that made sense to me because it gives me frameworks and you know processes and actual um 
structure around how I can deal with some of these things, you know, internally a little better. So super excited for it. And so far loving it. Um, you know, I can I love the fact that you're doing the, you know, just the whole internal work, yeah. right? Because that's just the, how we're wired. We're wired um, and we don't realize that the things that we do or the things we're attached to exactly. has a lot to do with our past or behavioral yeah. patterns the, you know, the wiring, just the way we're wired and um, unwiring some of these things and learning how to do so. I mean, it's just like self-exploring and self-discovering and it's like soul-searching. And I think that's such a powerful, powerful thing to be able to do. And I think, of course, in a professional way, right? Like, I think we should all be doing that. Like, we should all be doing that. But if you're not going to the right person, that's actually, you know, qualified to be able to, you know, do it. Yeah. Yeah, as part of it too it's also recognizing and what I like about it is it doesn't mean that I need to be the psych doing you know some of the in-depth stuff but it it gives me the capacity to actually identify and then you know discuss what the next steps would be and provide that person with the right person to work with you know in a referral manner so that you're actually able to get change because you know a lot of the times there might be systemic deep-rooted stuff that you won't get to but this process is like bridging the gap and it would allow me to give someone a safe space to be able to come out with something that allows me to go okay great we now need to see this person right so you know for under no circumstances would I be trying to do something outside the scope of within which I could practice but it does definitely give me the capacity to work with people through situations and scenarios that might otherwise derail them or prevent them from progressing right so exactly and look for me I just love it like I love transforming people's lives and being part of a big transformative change and this just gives me the capacity to feel a lot more confident in a skill set and a you know a system to help them move past stuff that you know previously I might have been able to help to a small degree but this will allow me to take them much much further um you know if if it's something that someone is willing to engage in because that's the other thing like when you're working through anything that's a help-based therapy it has to be something that is a mutual engagement in the process right so so anyway it's super cool I'm loving it um you know I'm excited it's different from like I guess learning even the physiology side of the things like again like we geek out on that kind of stuff right but then now it's like learning and being able to just indulge in, in other type of yeah. um, spreads. I think that's super, super. For me, it's probably random stuff, like to just kind of keep my my brain a little, you know, just yeah, stimulated, uh, just stimulated. Yeah, to where it's not like trying to, it's trying to learn, but it's not trying to like overly learn so much. Yeah. It's still kind of light, you know, and fun. Um, I don't know. If mine's, you a bit, mine's a bit deep and a little bit intense, but um. I just know it'll be worth those moments though. You need those. I think that it's, it's very important. Like, and if you don't have those moments, you need to have them, you know, listening to this, like really have to start kind of making sure that you ask yourself the harder questions. We've had episodes of that, right? Maybe even going back to some of those episodes of how we, you know, speak to ourselves and those conversations that we have with ourselves and with others. Um, and that's going to really, really help and you. This is, kind this of- is the cool thing too, is that, you know, when I finish this, I then go on to do my, you know, graduate diploma and my advanced majors, my advanced study majors, which is taking me down to specific areas of focus. And, you know, like there's lots of different options, you know, from anything from trauma itself, which is, you know, a massive Pandora's box of 
you know, where you can go with that. And it's the one thing that most people have, right? Um, but then also into things like, you know, mindfulness, you know, addictions into, um, you know, eating disorders. And Those are a lot of scars and that's a lot yeah. of wounds and that's a yeah. lot of, you know, obviously uh, they're, they're, they're tough. They're chains that we have. And I think that, again, that's internal work. And um, we preach about that a lot here. You know, we, we make sure that it's not just the physical side of things that you're addressing, right? Like exactly. you're doing- well, a lot of the times the physical stuff is yo-yoing and, and a problem because they haven't addressed some of these other things. So, you know, this was one of the, this is one of the things for me that made me want to pursue this. So your passion and I, and we're super passionate for what we do, which is why we keep trying to learn more and keep getting better coaches, right? Like, I think that's the reason why you and I both just mesh so well. Like we just Absolutely. vibe with each other for that reason. But for you, it's like the psychology side for me, it's actually the hybrid coaching side. So for me, it's actually thinking of how can I make functional medicine not just be required and it be something your body can truly heal on its own. I'm just tired of really seeing this medical world, right? Like technically diagnose you as well as label you, give you that Band-Aid and just prescribe you medicine. And there's just so much that can be done through nutrition, yeah. nutrition and through exercise and really being able to heal yourself and get yeah. off of essentially. And don't get me wrong. There are a lot of scenarios and, you know, situations where you need, you know, medicine. There is, I'm not anti-medicine. I'm not someone that's going to, you know, um, give you bad raps about it, but I will say that usually the system, that's actually where my biggest issue is, yeah. is the system itself of how it just sends you off. And there really is no finding the root of the problem. And there is so much more into digging in and finding out what is internally happening with your organs and with your hormones. And again, all these things that we've talked about multiple times here on the, on the episode, you can always dive in and just go back. I think it, we've had plenty now. I love that. All yeah. The episodes, yeah. The um, library is pretty, um, library is pretty comprehensive with lots of different options, yes. but that know. helps that helps me to, you know, also have a purpose. And I think that like what you're mentioning, you want to make your coaching more powerful through that psychology side and being able to, you know, help them break those, you know, cycles or, yeah. you know, uh, chains that they may have or issues. Well, it's just a whole new um, stream that we yeah. inadvertently do to some degrees low-lying fruit, but this just lets us tackle and move some of the big rocks. You know, once oh, I'm done, once everyone I'm done. has them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone has that. And I think that's, again, depending on the mind, how weak or strong the mind is, yeah. that's the individual that's going to probably be suffering more. Doesn't mean that a strong mind can't suffer, but they don't suffer as much as a weaker mind does. Uh, so it's kind of, of course, finding this process that. sort of allows me to practice once, you know, I finish this, this first part, it allows me to practice and then just really settle in hone my craft, decide how I want to integrate it most, where it's most effective and, you know, where I can get the most out of it with my team um, before. And then I can pick back up in my master of nutrition studies, finish that and come back to this and decide where I want my actual degree niche to be, because there's heaps of different focus points. You know, do I want it to be performance orientated? Do I want it to be around disordered mm -hmm. function like do, like there's lots of different space for me to go yeah, yeah but things. but it just lets me do something with it and be practicing and covered and insured um prior to having to go down a full six-year investment of my time this will kind of take two years off that um but allow me to be doing stuff with it which I love 
so cool. And that's actually, again, like what, what are those focuses that I say, I don't have, you know, the show as my main priority right now leading into the prep or like into my rest of the year, I'm sorry. Um, so no prep per se, it's just a recovery prep, I want to call it. Um, I've also, you know, kind of been thinking of like, how am I going to, you know, like I said about the hybrid coaching and that's actually worth, like I said, by the end of the year, that's actually kind of more. So we're going to be touching base back on this guys on how her studies are going, how my studies will be going, you know, because we're going to be growing as coaches, as of course, as athletes, as you know, and overall, um, I think human, because we're trying to just better ourselves from yeah, inside. Right. So you can't hear what we're saying here. Um, and again, from my side, it'll be more on like, it's just, it's going to be, I, I want to say medical because it's not, I'm not, again, I'm, I'm no practitioner. I'm not a doctor. That is not, you know, the, the, the field I'm going down uh, by any means. It would just be, again, that middleman, that person that's really trying to make sure that we are getting the right help and the right, you know, approach to, you know, that internal side of ourselves with organs and hormones. And if you haven't even looked at, like, this is, this is an amazing, um, it's a, it's called Metabolic University and you'll be able to kind of look at that. And if anyone oh, yeah. Been, you know, obviously looking at, you know, Vince Pitstick and, you know, Alan Kress yeah. and just incredible, again, just leaders in the industry that are making that movement, joining yeah. that movement. So you guys know that 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 will be like more of where I'll be headed and more going into that direction, because that is more of my, again, where my. It's what we I would classify health. here as integrative health. Okay. All right. So I'm like, yeah, that would be, I guess I would call it hybrid coaching here. Cause there's really no, there's, there is no, um, we, it's it's not, quite there big, isn't coaches many like that, right? Yeah, there's quite a big, um, there's quite a big presence of it in Australia, but I mean that doesn't really shock you because Australia's uh, you guys like, are very health oriented. Yeah, we're, we are. Very <laughs> health we actually have um, coaches here that literally just do blood panels, blood work, integration mm -hmm. of you know they they basically. They basically do almost like I want to, it's not the right term to say allied health, but it's like an alternative. And they'll Correct. take through, you know, food optimization and yeah, make sure the gut, yeah, the gut is, you know, functioning properly. We're going to go through some, you know, obviously some Dutch testing and make sure that, you know, your urine and everything hormonally is obviously where it needs to be. Um, organs are functioning properly, right? To help in, you know, digestion and the gut. But overall, it's just figuring out do we have these issues? Do we deal with some of these, you know, obviously internal problems that we just thought were normal when they're not normal? Um, yeah. So that's, again, like more of the cause and effect for me has been, of course, my father getting cancer. Right. And that yeah. was him overcoming it. And it just being me in the medical side of things, struggling and fighting with doctors and nurses and the system. And it just became a, a hit home for me. So for me, it was more of how can I change what is going on in this world, especially here in the States? It's just a problem. It really is a problem. You guys might not have it as much there in Australia. Yeah, um, not as they much. have it here. Not it's a much. problem. Yeah. But, but um, hey, guys, give you an insight, a recap of what Ali and I have been up to recently. It's been busy, but it's been good. Actually, I've been really, really um, disconnected from my social media for the last like two weeks. <laughs> almost. just real quiet. social media? Me, I'm like, on my stories I haven't been really like it's really been bad but it's lovely been coming out the back end of the show decompressing getting all my team for LA ready and then I just had so much stuff going on inside the business, business and it's just been hectic you know like absolutely hectic. I had no time so my my lady no, no time though lady actually messaged me and she's like girl we so gotta lift your game and I'm like oh my god I'm not <laughs> 
sorry. Okay, like, we know you all miss us. We'll be back. We're, we needed our little downtime to just um, make sure our shit's together. If you yeah. need to get your shit together, get off social media. It bothers me when people are like, I still have all this to do. I can't do this. I'm like, but yet you spend, I know you spend this amount of time on social media because I literally see it, you know? <laughs> so you, you can't tell me you don't have time or just again, yeah, like, I we're going to have it. <laughs> I got get off, time get your shit together. <laughs> like I, I posted a video yesterday of like this is the end of my build phase. It was from freaking Sunday. <laughs> just posted on Thursday because That's I just me. really haven't been on top of my shit. Really? I was supposed to do like an April month recap. We're in like week into May. I, know. I still haven't done the I monthly know. recap. Right. Of like, I mean, oh I man. yeah, I suck. You guys can totally no. get on. I am so bad. I feel you. I feel you. I feel like there's so many other more important things, but it's still important. Exactly. So we've got to do it. So, anyways, uh, everyone has been wondering where the hell we are. That's what we've been doing. That's what we've been doing, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. And Holly, it's so good to see you, babe. It's so good to catch up with you and being able to, you know, obviously just get back on the same page and we'll get back on rhythm, y'all. Let's get back yeah. onto doing some good we've topics. Actually- Got yeah. some great guests yes. lined up. So I can't wait for everyone to hear that. We'll actually be recording those episodes next week and the week after. So stay tuned. We've got some exciting stuff coming. And if you have any questions for us or you have anything you'd love us to cover off, please don't ever hesitate to DM us. We're always really open to your input, your feedback, your comments. You know, we love hearing from you. The sweetest you guys are. Thank you all again for those sweet messages and just sweet comments you guys really do send us because they are never unnoticed. And thank all again for supporting us and of course the podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed, you know, obviously just a little recap of what Ali and I's life has been hectic and crazy like. Uh, but until next time, guys, thank y'all for listening. Ali, much love. Much love. love. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.